Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I am Gray, joined as always by my co-host Nathan. The premise of this show is quite simple. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent releases that people send in to us. Uh, not really a traditional critique, not really a review show. Uh, we're just two grown-ass men who like punk and hardcore, uh, and uh, we like to talk about it. So we figured we'd put two mics in front of our faces. Um, so the format is as such. We usually have about 10 bands in the queue. We roll a 10-sided die, and then uh, we see what comes up. We listen to it. Typically, it's our first reaction. Uh, it's generally speaking our first time hearing that release by the band, if not our first time hearing that band at all. So, uh, so you know, everything you get from us is uh, more or less, you know, an honest reaction. So for this episode, we decided to go ahead and... Uh, just kind of pull up some pull up some bands that we've had in the queue for a long time or bands that were submitted to us very early on that just for whatever reason didn't make it into the queue. Um, I mean, technically, we're still early on because we've only been doing this for two months. Um, yeah, this is episode 11. Right, so, so we're still early on. But, uh, you know, some of these bands have been sitting in the queue for two months or even a little bit before that because, you know, uh, when I first talked about the idea, people started sending me stuff, so... I decided to just sort of like dig in the archives and uh, try and double back and, and hit some bands that we missed. Um, so typically speaking, we'll uh, we'll go through all the bands in the queue, but we don't really need to do that this episode because we're just going to cover bands that have already been in the queue anyway. So um, on that note, we don't have any other orders of business to take care of up top. Why don't we just uh, why don't we just get started? Okay. Five. Okay. So five is uh, five is like maybe the first thing that was submitted to me for this actually, and it's been in the queue uh, a couple different episodes, and we just never rolled on it. It's a band called Moral Theory. Um, actually, we listened to one of the dudes, uh, Ian, from this band. We listened to his other band on the last episode. It was the band that uh, they said they sounded like seven, 77 punk, but oh, yeah. they, but they didn't really. They didn't. They sounded um, like some forty one. I don't know if they sounded like some 41, but they didn't sound like 77 punk. Um, this, uh, so yeah, this is another band, Moral Theory, with the release True Identity. Um, the uh, band camp is just moraltheory.bandcamp.com. This is a hardcore band. Uh, they're from California. I don't know anything about it other than that. Um, I like the art. The art is pretty fucking cool. It's uh, galactic. Yeah. There's like a hand-drawn logo, which uh, looks pretty rad. So, you know. I, I imagine we should just get straight into it. All the songs are between two and three minutes long. Um, do we just want to pick one that's like kind of right in the middle of the release? Human Spirit? Human Spirit's the, uh, yeah, sure, two minutes, 54 seconds. Yeah, it's like a nice media. It's like, you know, it, it catches the general average length of all the songs. It's sure. right in the middle of the release. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Human Spirit by Moral Theory off of True Identity.
Okay, we just heard Human Spirit by Moral Theory off of their EP, True Identity. Nate, what'd you think of that? Well, I think you summed it up, so why don't you start this one? Because you had a, you had a really good line there. Yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, not to, not to lead with too much negativity, but uh, I, I just said that these are possibly the, the least threatening riffs I have ever heard in my life. Um, it, it, it sounded like a hardcore lullaby. And I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd out for a moment just slightly, um, because I can tell you why. Well, one one of the several reasons why they were like that, and that's because um, I don't think it was intentional, but there was a lot of major key tonality in this song, mm. um, which is a simple way of saying, or a, a more com- complicated way of saying that uh, they were writing song. Uh, the 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 chord progressions were um, what most people would consider as happy. There were happy chord progressions. And those were not happy lyrics. No, they were not. And I don't think that it was intentionally happy. I think I think there was it was clearly trying for a thing that it didn't land on. Um, it's easy to accidentally write some shit in major key if you aren't paying attention. You know what I mean? Or if you if, or this is your first foray into something, um, it's possible to land on that by accident. And the result was that this sounded. Uh, very much, it took it took all the heart out of hardcore for me, unfortunately. Took the core out of it. Took the kids. Yeah, it took, just a hard listen. It wasn't a hardcore listen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 this wasn't this wasn't the most incompetent thing I've ever heard or anything like that. I know what they were going for with this, trying to evoke '90s vegan straight edge, moshy exactly. metalcore stuff. But like, it just it just didn't get there for me at all. You know, there are there are a handful of bands that are executing this style presently that are doing it really well. And this just wasn't it, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. It just wasn't great. Yep. So this, you know, I come from the vicinity of Pittsburgh, right? 
the the metropolitan area, the the space between the city and, and the mountains to the east. Mm-hmm. Um, and this would have been everybody's favorite band from whatever semi-rural town they were from, somewhere between Pittsburgh, Erie, and Cleveland in 1997. Right, that makes sense. And the kids would have went ape shit for this in like Latrobe, PA, mm-hmm. until everybody went and saw like whatever the big victory band like whether it's earth crisis or whatever was playing yeah brothers and, Keeper. and then they're like oh wait that's what the, that's what they're going that's what this should actually sound like right exactly um and you hit it they only had that 90s vegan straight edge clearly dude right. sounded like homeboy from bloodlet right which is a compliment which well, is a compliment yeah. i I, th- I love bloodlet yes as do but I. um and i like a lot of the 90s victory catalog yeah for sure it's great um, stuff. i mean it's it's for the most part like that's a solid catalog for about five years, mm-hmm. maybe more. Yeah. And it's fairly foundational. Totally. In, you know, as far as uh, mm-hmm. um, modern hardcore is concerned. Absolutely, yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff on there. That's what they're going for. They fell short of it. I've, I, had, I have seen hundreds of bands that sound like this, and everybody, because they're their friends or whatever, they go nuts mm-hmm. because it is the dopest shit they've heard. Right, but as soon as they see some other bands or they move out of their small town, their small regional town, mm-hmm. and these guys are from California, I don't know where the fuck they're from. Right, I just assume California is a bustling, a bustling metropolis between yeah. L.A. and San Francisco. When I know it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not. There's a lot of super fucking boony areas in California. Right, but this is like you would see tons of kids that you know have the like like me in 1997 have the fashion halfway down. Right, right. Halfway down, I got the fucking chain wallet. I got some baggy pants, but I'm still wearing like my fucking hillbilly construction boots, right. and uh, you know, a, a fucking uh, a, an actual used dirty flannel. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so you got the you got the sound halfway down, and um, the kids go ape shit for it, but it falls short of what it was aiming for, like you said. Right. Um, this. I, I think maybe I kind of like this a little bit more than you because it did evoke some very specific memories of seeing hardcore shows of this ilk in like small rural mountain towns in Pennsylvania right in you know the mid 90s sure yeah I mean I have a similar I have a similar affinity for uh, for dissonant chord metal core stuff of the late 90s early 2000s because that's when I started going to local shows and so when a band comes along that recreates that faithfully these days I like it a lot I mean that's one of the reasons I really like Code Orange is because they just sound like disembodied which is great and that so and a lot of the bands that I grew up listening to were coming right on the tail end of of botch and disembodied and all Mm -hmm. those bands and and it was again local scenes trying to ape that sound, so a lot of my earliest exposure to the, to, to local bands was that kind of stuff. So I definitely feel you on uh, on the the nostalgia tip, perhaps um, coloring your enjoyment of this band. Um, I wasn't there for that stuff, so as much as I love all that shit, I need a band um, of this style to be the top tier for me to uh, if they're oh, a sure. current band for me to really get into it well it definitely needs to be top tier if i'm gonna listen to it at all of this style anymore right exactly. i fell off of this basically in 1997 98 you right. know what i mean yeah um but uh yeah whatever yeah. this was a this is a quaint little jaunt down memory lane right um that I can't wait to forget. <laughs> there you go. Also, uh, since we did mention the Victory catalog, I will say 
Yeah, I think they had a longer, just to confirm, I do think they had a longer than five-year stretch, for sure. Because I think the first victory release was that Insight 7-inch. Yeah, maybe. Which was great. It's pretty early. And, and that, that yeah. came out in, what, 90? Yeah, around there. And they, I mean, they... they so were, I, you can say that uh, five years is when I was really paying attention to mm-hmm. victory, but you can say that, you know, for at least a decade a of the decade. 90s. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? They had a strong decade, for sure. The, also, victory just got bought out by, like, a major label or something. So I'm curious as to what will happen with the back catalog. And stuff. I honestly, you, if you told me that Victory hadn't been a functioning label for 10 years, I would believe you. They haven't put out anything good in a very, very I mean, long yeah, time. I mean, I, 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 I have not listened to anything in the Victory catalog past, like I said, 97. They, they, stopped, they stopped putting out, I mean, they stopped putting out hardcore records. They, they started put, putting out like Warp Tour yeah. style shit. Sure. It's bad, bad news bears. Right. It, it's uh, honestly, it's time for that dog to. It's been, it's long past time for that dog to get put down. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Three. Okay. This is another one of the earliest ones that was submitted to us, and um, it was resubmitted to us uh, via the email by a friend of the band. I'm not sure if it was initially submitted by that same friend or if it was submitted by a member of the band either way the band is pawn uh bandcamp is pawn.bandcamp.com this is a band from the cleveland area um looks like they've got a two-song ep uh that came out in july of this year called no end in sight um the friend described it to me as heavy hardcore metalcore stuff um and i truly know nothing else about this um, it's two songs. Um, I imagine we'll just listen to the title track. That one's four minutes long. Uh, the other track on it's three minutes long. Mm. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now and say that there might be some weird intro or outro in the title track. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Um, but uh, are you down with listening to the title track? Yeah, let's do it. Since it's straight as it says, Midwest anger. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll uh, we'll we'll find out if that is uh, if that holds true if the music reflects that. We're going to listen to "No End in Sight" by Pawn off of their uh, EP of the same name.
We just heard the song No End in Sight by the band Pawn from their release of the same title. Nate, why don't you uh, kick, a, kick it off on this one? Well, I tell you what, should we call a suicide hotline for these guys? Because yeah. boy, oh boy, life must be really hard living in Cleveland, Ohio it, for these little scamps. It must It must be. To uh, paraphrase some lyrics I once read, uh-huh. well, you don't know what it's like. Right. Wishing death really takes its toll. I wanted to die and I wanted to suffer. Please make me feel anything and stop that fucking band from playing. <laughs> so you added the last lyric. Yes, I yeah. did. I did add, I, I, like I said, to paraphrase. Right, right. Boy, do I hate shit like that. Uh-huh. That is, as I, th- I believe I f- addressed in the very first episode, the yep. fucking Fortnite of hardcore. Right, right. And, um... I am not a 13-year-old boy that thinks he knows what a hard life is. <laughs> right. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care what your fucking background is. If you have access to modern conveniences in this fucking country, right. if you can watch TV, yeah. if you can worry about not having somebody hold a fucking knife to your neck all the time, or, you know, maybe being sold as property, human chattel to be fucked by the Epsteins of the world. Right. Right? Shut the fuck up. 
I don't give a shit how hard shit's been for you. Right. Right? Uh-huh. You have no fucking excuse writing lyrics like this. And I don't usually bag... I mean, I do talk about lyrics a lot. Sure. But I'm not going to fucking usually call people out on lyrics unless right. it's this fucking crybaby bullshit. Right. You know, they put this fucking crybaby bullshit about how hard life is in front of some fucking dumbass gorilla fucking grunts. Right. And then all their fucking wiry friends think it's the hardest shit they fucking heard. And, uh, you know... Life goes on, phases pass, in fucking 10 years you get married, you both get fat, your kids fucking hate you, and then you know what it's like to fucking suffer. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. It's like Zaster, Zaster fucking wrote, how many fucking albums about killing himself? Right. And as I believe the illustrious Mr. Brits, our, our personal friend, told us, right. homie, you don't write songs about killing yourself, you fucking do it. <laughs> That is a fucking classic Brits line, for sure. Right? Yeah. Let alone fucking eight albums. Right. I fucking hated this. <laughs> okay. I, I, I fucking hate... I, I actually... My hackles are raised. Right. I take exception to everything about this fucking song. Right. Everything. There you go. Um, I, I'll tell you what. I didn't like this at all. Um, I don't feel as strongly about it as you. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, this isn't good in, in any way. Um it's not even in an, in any way good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not in any way that good. That farting bass, right. the snuffleupagus farting in the background of fucking hardcore Sesame Street while a bunch of fucking kids boo, 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 hoo, hoo about how hard fucking life is. Right. Give me a fucking break. The universe is laughing. <laughs> so so um, I more or less agree with that analysis. I will say this, um, and I've mentioned this before too, I'm willing to allow people to indulge in this kind of stuff on some level because I understand it's cathartic and maybe adding some sort of artistic uh, flourish to your feelings and embellishing a little bit and getting it out in this medium allows you to live an otherwise well-adjusted life. Maybe this is your therapy, right? Maybe you don't really feel that way or you're just channeling that shit, right? Mm. I, and I'm, I'm giving the most possible leeway here. I'm being as charitable as I can possibly be. Um, but honestly, yeah, dude, if you're older than 20 years old, like there's nothing appealing or there shouldn't be anything appealing There shouldn't appealing be anything appealing this. about this. It's fine, you know, like, it's fine to write fucking lyrics about personal struggle and shit like that. If they're fucking, like, eloquent and yeah. they rep, and there's some, there's some, there's some more thought in it. Because, this, like, yep. you know, straight up, look, dude, if you really feel that existence is a curse, truly, if you truly believe that. There's an easy solution, man. Real easy. Super fucking easy. Loads of ways to get it done. And I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, if you really feel that way. I got a lot of dead friends. They were over it. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. they were they really meant it. Yeah. They didn't write a song about it. They just did it. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. Well, I, don't, I don't encourage anyone to do it, but I'm just saying, man. And that's my fucking point. These lyrics are so banal. Right. And like unpointed right right in their composition exactly that it's it's this is basically dude homie what should we write a song about right write the hardest shit you can all right i'll write a song about how i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) right it's artifice it's not real it's fake yes it's fake on every level right right? 
The, 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 uh. <laughs> so uh, to, to pivot to the musical aspect of this too because make no mistake listeners the music wasn't good either <laughs> the music was not good um this kind of stuff doesn't exist without bands like the acacia strain and other dirt mid-aughts deathcore bullshit and even if bands like this aren't directly drawing from that i can always tell when the kids in a band like this grew up listening to that shit i can always tell when kids in a band like this did not grow up listening to hardcore yeah there's this was so uninformed of the classics right and that's and here's the thing it's fine to grow up not listening to hardcore it's fine to be into stupid ass shit and then get into cool shit that's fucking awesome that's the way that that this often goes for people you don't need to be fucking coming out of the womb listening to negative approach a path of discovery and getting there by whatever means uh, works for you is fucking awesome, as long as you arrive. That's the fun part. For sure, and I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna diss somebody for the whack shit they used to like. Like, what the fuck ever. I mean, I might poke fun at you, but all in all, I'm stoked that you're here now. That said, um, when you play music that reflects those whack interests, boy oh boy, do get, I ever have no fucking patience for it. Get, get over it soon. Yeah. Because this, again, this is, we've talked about it before, so we don't have to go into length, but like the deathcore stuff that this is pulling from is right next to new metal. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they are incestuous. Right, exactly. And so, and this stuff to me, that fucking rumbly, low bass tone and the fucking boing, yeah. that's new metal shit. They're, they're of the same body. Sure, exactly. They're, like, like. One hand washes the other. Like, yeah, like new metal is the poop and this is the pee from the same body. <laughs> That's a beautifully eloquent way to put it. So yeah, um, I guess we don't really have to diss this anymore. I'll, I'll remind, I'll remind everybody since we it's been a couple episodes since we've gone in on something really, um, and uh, every episode is somebody's first episode. Sure. Um, so just to remind everybody, just because I didn't say I didn't say it up top, but uh, when we diss shit, it's not personal. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. No, and like we said in the beginning. Because I don't think we, I don't think that we've tried to reinforce a positive sort of like, hey, keep playing, keep fucking growing, but sure. please grow past this. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just yeah, I would like to, I'd like to double down on that in case anybody is a is a uh, just joining us for the first time is that, you know, our opinions are just that. That's why I say up top, it's not a critique or a review show in the traditional sense because we're not making any anything that we would claim to be an objective value judgment about this. We just happen to think it sucks. Yeah. You know what? If people like this and are going off for it and you're having a good time playing it, that's cool. I don't fucking care. I'm not offended by the fact that you exist. I am just offended by the fact that I had to hear this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, fellas, there is an end in sight. Mm-hmm. The end in sight is to go listen to the Antidote 7-inch <laughs> and realize how fucking whack your sound really is. That's, that, yo, there's nothing, there. you couldn't say anything better. Um well, I think with that we'll move on to the next thing because okay. that sums it up. Okay. Let's uh, let's roll that fucking D six, baby. Four. So we have got nostalgia is poisoned by the Touchheads. The Bandcamp is just touchheads.bandcamp.com. I am very confident that we will uh, that we will like this. I like this band name. I'll tell you that. Yep, as do I. Um, I'm confident that we'll like this because uh, my friend Meyer, who I was talking about before we started doing the podcast, and whose band I showed you. He plays in a really dope band called Moist Boy. He sent me these guys, and Meyer has impeccable taste. Uh, he has never once sent me something that didn't absolutely rip, including his own band. So I'm very confident that this stuff is going to rule. Um, there's only four songs. 
Um, Song lengths are on point. Let's yeah. go with the title track. Yeah, let's just do do the title track. So we're going to listen to Nostalgia is Poison by the release of the same name by the band The Touchheads. Erin has filled her home with bugs that she dresses up as celebrities. We just decided to go ahead and listen to two songs back to back since they are so short. So we heard Nostalgia is Poison and No Control off of Nostalgia is Poison by the Touchheads. Nate, kick it off. Uh, I dug that. That yeah. was off-putting. Mm-hmm. That's room clearing. If you see that at a hardcore show and you don't know what's up or you're there because you think you know what hardcore is, right? you're getting out of the fucking room. Right, which I love. I'm We've always, mentioned that I'm many times. I'm always into that. Hard to fucking pin down. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was informed by like, old rock and roll super old chuck berry and jerry lee lewis i would say just as much as fucking you know hardcore right and i think i said to you in the first band it sounded like fucked up and murder city devils like early fucked up and murder city devils were playing a song together yeah for sure which is a weird fucking combo yeah but it it was still pretty fucking cool yeah i i dug that i would i would i would probably 
buy that after seeing them live. I'm not right. jumping on that right now. Sure. But I'd check them out live, and I'd be like, yeah, that's dope. I'll buy it. Yeah, so this is a, Bo- a Boston band, which I, and I'm pretty sure Meyer told me there's members of other Boston bands. So that whole, I mean, that that region has um, a core group of folks that are in a million fucking dope bands. Um, and I think that this is, is from that core group of folks, but I could be wrong. And did you see who mastered it? Will Killingsworth. Good old Will Killingsworth. Every fucking release, dude. Jeez. Um, I want to get like that, man. I want to. I want to get Will Killingsworth level hustle and just fucking produce and mix and master up records. Cause, God bless the man. He's got to be doing all right. He's just got presets, man. <laughs> He's like, okay, what do you want this to sound like? I got you. You want a little Tom Waits? You want some Murder City Devils and some really fucked up? Punch, 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 go. <laughs> I wish it were that easy. Um, but yeah, this stuff was really cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, as you mentioned. There are like early rock and roll influences, like in that first song, which was uh, sort of, um, you know, it was sort of lumbering, slower paced. It was like a really fucking weird, freaked out The Doors or something. Yeah, there was an organ There's in there, sort of banging there. away in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but this stuff is really cool. Like you said, it's hard to fucking pin down. It's just like, it's more like. It's less hardcore than it is just really aggressive rock and roll. It's it's punk. Right. In like basically the most like I guess ambiguous way. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Like you like you can't put this anywhere else. Right. It's punk in the same way that that entire first wave of bands were all called punk, but they sounded incredibly different from one another. Right. Um like X-ray specs was as much punk as the middle class, but they couldn't sound more different. Right. Right. Yeah, very much so. And to tell you the truth, I love the fact that we're getting back into into that being um, something that you come across more frequently uh, in the sense that there are more and more bands cropping up that are not easily pinned down that you just are like, this is just a punk band. Yeah, this, this is, is just an aggressive band. Right. It's very fucking sick. Uh, anytime that genre lines are blurred in an effective way and uh, you make it tough for me to th- put you in a corner easily, I, I like it. I appreciate that you a know, lot. I, I like it. Just make it weirder. Lose the fucking uniform. Yep. Lose the fucking studs and spikes. Mm-hmm. Lose the fucking hooded mosher and just get weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the weirder and more off-putting shit is, uh, I always like it better. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that stuff was cool. I want to listen to the rest of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's see what's up next in the queue. Two. Okay, so we have got X Paddington X. The Bandcamp oh. is xpaddingtonx.bandcamp.com. Um, our friends are in this band. Jim from Lima is in this band. Patreon subscriber, maybe not after tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Let's see what we think about X Paddington X. Um, and my friend James Down in Groff. They run. Uh, they both run the label label Blind Rage Records, um, which uh, is putting out a seven inch of mine uh, that just went up for pre orders. And I'm not shilling for them. They just genuinely put out cool stuff. They're putting out uh, a seven inch version of the most recent Gel release that also just went up for pre order. That's really fucking good. Um, they put out the La- Last Life Force seven inch, which sold out really quickly. That's really cool. Um, they're doing rad stuff, and as we mentioned on a previous episode, Jim from Lima is one of the realest dudes I've ever known in my entire life. Yeah, for real. And James is a fucking rad motherfucker, too. Yeah. Uh, also, like, a fucking old head who's been in this for 
20 plus years right it just never stopped right. always always in new bands always putting out records always booking shows yeah just rad dudes all around so oh. um i'm looking at tracks four and five because we open with one that's 207 mm-hmm. there were three that are under a minute and then we go out with one it's 209 so i know exactly what's happening right right same so let's go with wrecking crew uh-huh. which is 54 seconds and then neanderthal stomp and let's see if i if i call it fast and aggressive and then you know knuckle dragon in the last that's one. what i imagine too that's uh, a tried and true formula all right cool so we're gonna do that and then we'll holler back at, back at you in a few minutes shutdown about immigration ah fuck it you get the point all right we just heard wrecking crew straight into neanderthal stomp by x paddington x off of their demo 2019 nate uh put a grin on my face yeah yeah me too. this is this is a perfect example of what i might be talking about mm-hmm. where i say like if you know the dudes like you're way into the band right 
right? Because mm-hmm. I could see that if you don't know who these dudes are mm-hmm. and you don't know their histories or anything like that, you might think, oh, well, fuck that band. Sure. You know what I mean? Because they're obviously not taking things very seriously. Not at all. But they are in a way. Right. You know what I mean? So as a just sort of like brief history as I know, uh, Lima, Ohio, hardcore and punk in general, mm-hmm. nothing is taken seriously. Right. It's tons of fucking awesome weirdos um, from all, because Lima's, you know, like kind of a fucked up weird town. Uh, very blighted, fucked up weird town. Blighted Midwestern right. Rust Belt town. Yep. Um, lots of fucking weirdos that are all fucking rad mm-hmm. and uh, have loads of fucking bands with really good band names like Couple Skate. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> it's such a good You know, name. of course, Pizza High Five. Right. Like, they sound like joke bands. They kind of are joke bands. But they also rip. But they also fucking rip. Right. Right. And so, you know, the, the, the pedigree of Lima is to not... Everything is kind of a little tongue-in-cheek. Everything is fucking run down. Mm-hmm. And um, sort of, like, done with a healthy dose of, like, humor and fuck you. Sure. And I'm not sure how many of these dudes are from Lima other than other than Jim. I think uh, James and Robbie both live in Dayton, but Dayton same is not a, not a far cry from Lima. It's just, it's the exact right. same goddamn thing. Yeah, it's it's, a it's fucking Rust Belt. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, there's there's a, there's a strong axis between Lima and Dayton sure. when it comes to that sort of uh, musical tenor. Very much so. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like this musically kind of all over the place when it first I'll also say that I could not have been more fucking wrong about what this was going to sound like me neither honestly yeah. uh, when this first started out I thought oh wow this is weird it kind of sounds like um, Homeboy from Circus Lupus and One Last Wish with mm-hmm. the Guy Pichotto Guy Pichotto mm-hmm. like trying to sing for like a, a kind of a hardcore band it had like this like Revolution Summer sort of sound to it like mid 80s right sound to it in and the then vocal it, delivery in the vocal yeah. delivery and kind of in the music a little bit and then it got faster mm-hmm. and then it just stopped right and I was like well that was unexpected mm-hmm. um, and then the Neanderthal stomp again Guy is trying to sing hardcore but he's also not he's also trying to sound like he's still in Circus Lupus right um, and then it goes into this rant at the end which is fucking perfect because you know it's obviously a swipe at you know, those hardline straight edge bands and all that shit where they, you know, you know, kill your local drug dealer and all right. these glib sort of like solutions to actual like, you know, ingrained and um, I guess generational problems. Sure, systemic issues. Systemic issues that, that require more than just the glib solution of a fucking, you know, some stupid fucking white kid that, you know, is writing some shitty lyrics for a shitty fucking band. Right. And so I was into that too, you know. Basically, the solution is don't just kill your drug dealer, uh, kill everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, In, including so yeah. So the the end of Neanderthal Stomp or the second half of it, he's he's ranting about all of the people that you should should kill again, as you said, making this point, um, and ends with perhaps you should kill the, the perhaps you should kill your grandma too. Kill kill the kids. Yeah, kill the kids. Kill your grandma. Kill so everybody. they so they don't have time to become drug dealers. Right. Also, Guy did not sing for Circus Lupus. That oh. was uh, Chris Thompson. Okay. But he sang for Rites of Spring, that, one, okay. one Last Wish, Happy Go Licky, and then obviously Fugazi. There you go. Um, but same, I mean, same My vibe. Bad. Same vibe. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Rev Summer stan. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that stuff was like charmingly amateurish. 
Um, I think that I think that um, I think James plays drums in this band, and he's not a drummer like by trade. I'm pretty sure Ravi plays bass, Jim plays guitar, and then I'm not sure the vocalist name. I think it says on there, um, Cavan. So, and I think so. I, I was saying to you while we were listening to it. Um, I think I saw a post yesterday or something that indicated that Cavan is like pretty new to all of this, uh, which is cool. A name like Cavan basically is evidence that you're new to this because you can't be older than like fucking 20 with a name like Cavan. I think it's just a, I think it's just a non-American name because I have a homie from uh, Amsterdam who's like 35 who has a name Cavan. Okay, so okay, because in America. You're not over 20 if you've got that. If you're born in America, you're not over 20 with that name. Absolutely not. I agree with that entirely. Um, yeah, no. Kevin from Amsterdam is like a 35-year-old dude. So I think it has roots elsewhere. But, yeah, if, you, if, if you're an American with that name, you probably got a young, hip target mom. Yeah. You know? Or um, a young, horrible Walmart mom. Sure, that too. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to say I don't think that this was like – that great in execution um it's it's like it's sloppy um but like again charmingly so and it perhaps my my enjoyment of this is as you pointed out colored by the fact that i know these dudes and their homies and i get their sense of humor and like obviously the fact that they're called x paddington x and quite literally use paddington bear as their mascot right and And, 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 and also because i mean you know they have a, a a fair amount of like thought and sort of wit put into whatever, you know, the lyrics. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that this is like, I think that the amateurism of this is uh, purposeful because uh, Jim's a fucking great player, a uh, great guitar player. I wish he lived closer so we could be in a band with him. Man, me fucking too. Um, I've often lamented that, that we are not able to start a band with Jim, but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. This was a lot of fun. Um, it was really funny. I'm not uh, I'm not bummed about this at all. I mean, I love like a uh, crucial unit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not mad at this. No, I, no. I, I think there's I think there is a place in hardcore for. And some people will will strongly disagree with this. Some people hate it, but I think that there is a place in hardcore for tongue in cheek joke bands. Sure, crucial youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- I meant to say crucial youth, not crucial unit. Um, yeah. Well, that, crucial unit had loads of jokey songs, like like again in the same vein, like sure. songs about serious su- about serious substance. Right. But delivered in sort of a fucking tongue-in-cheek way. Sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Crucial Unit certainly did. But yeah, I meant to say Crucial Youth or even like Good Clean Fun or something. Sure. Um, I love all that stuff. My first tattoo was a Good Clean Fun tattoo. So I have a great appreciation for uh, for joke bands. Um, and I think that this is kind of that. But either way, it's a lot of fun. I'm into it. I'm buying it for the name of the band and the fucking, you know, Paddington Bear and the cover alone. Agreed. Uh, let's see what we got next. I think we only got like two more in the queue. That is six. Okay. So this is one that just somehow got lost in the shuffle early on. Um, I'm not really sure how. They are a band called Prime. Uh, The Bandcamp is primehc502.bandcamp.com. And as soon as I saw the cover of this, it just struck me immediately. It's a big blocky logo. It's called American Hardcore Demo, which I love. Um, oh, yeah. The art is just like two hands and chains wielding a katana. Well, it's a broken chain. Yeah, a broken chain. Um, it's three songs, you know, 
Two of them are like a minute long. One's under two minutes long. Based on appearances, this seems like it's going to be right up my alley. I, I, like I said, I love the fact that this is just called American Hardcore Demo. I like it too. <laughs> it's great. This is giving me, um, this is sort of giving me flashbacks to Knife Rider, uh-huh. where I went in with a totally different expectation. Sure. And it was, I, I wouldn't say that I liked it, mm-hmm. but I liked it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So th- I think this could break one of two ways for me. Uh, what, uh, what song do we want to do? Um. Where, where are these guys from? Because they're playing in France. Yeah. So I'm guessing, oh, they're from Louisville, Kentucky. Well, I see Louisville down down at the bottom, but I also it's a, it's tagged Punk, D-Beat, Freak, Hardcore, Slam, and Louisville. So, And they're playing in fucking France and UK. So the one thing about that is I think that Bandcamp auto-generates dates for certain bands. Oh, there's probably a couple different but, primes. And there's probably several different primes. Uh, I got you. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It says up top that they're from Louisville too. So I, there's a lot going on in Louisville right now, as I've mentioned in other episodes, I have not heard this band name dropped on the internet at all, but this just came out September 2nd. So it's pretty much brand new. Maybe they're I don't rich know and they're going over, it's getting November 25th in UK, March 22nd in France, April 24th in France. So maybe they're rich and they're just doing one-offs overseas. <laughs> that would be fucking sick. That would be sick. If I had that kind of money, I'd fully do that. Yeah. Well, we have the idea to we we have a very elaborate idea to play very large venues. That well, we've I mean, in the I, past. we've talked about doing a GoFundMe for this as well. Right. Exactly. We're gonna play. Help car- us achieve our dream of playing the Sydney the Opera Sydney House. Opera House. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I think we could honestly by renting it. I think we could do it. I think we could do it. We could get, if we kicked up enough enough attention for it. We got a couple big donors well, in. Believe me, I have not forgotten about that. Oh, me neither. I think about it pretty frequently. I want to play the Grand Opera opera houses of the world yeah i want to play carnegie hall yeah i um, want to rent them out <laughs> play them to like 15 people i want to play the grand Ole opry yeah too yeah and i think that's i think that is pretty doable yeah but it's i more than anything sydney opera yeah house. that's that's like the white whale right we got to work our way up to that <laughs> so uh on that note let's uh listen to one of these songs um do you just want to listen to out to get me it's the second song on the record we could just listen to Out to Get Me Into Dream of You. Um, or Beg Forgiveness is like shorter than both of those combined and it's the opener. Sure. We can do that. I think I think that Beg... I, I always feel like something this short, they're no, even wrong. You can't fuck around. Right, right. And you got to come out the gate strong. Right. Okay, cool. So we'll listen to Beg Forgiveness. It's the first track by Prime off of their release, American Hardcore Demo.
right, we just went ahead and decided to listen to two songs because they're uh, short and we wanted to get a better feel for the band. So we listened to Beg Forgiveness and then Out to Get Me by Prime off of their release American Hardcore demo. That indeed was an American Hardcore demo. Yep. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Not because it was great. Right. But because it it is a wonderful audio snapshot of some dudes trying to figure out what they want to do with their band. 100%, yeah. Right? Yep. Like, you can see, like, if this band were local, Mm -hmm. I would have them play the house frequently. Absolutely, yeah. And I'd have them play the house frequently because that is going to, like, they're going to sort themselves out. Right. And they're going to become a much more polished band because this has a lot of the right ingredients. Mm -hmm. Um, Just not quite down... They they don't have they don't have it down yet. Right. This this is a practice tape. Right. And right. Uh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not laughing at you guys. Uh, you know, like I'm laughing with this. It's right. funny. Right. I'm honestly grinning. Right. At this. And there has to be some level there, of self awareness. You have to be self aware at this. Right? If you're if you're calling your release American hardcore demo. Right. And there and has like to be. if you're trying to play music like this Mm -hmm. you've heard music like this right they clearly understand the reference points right and so and you also understand that you ain't there right yeah yeah yeah. you know right so we talked i I talked earlier about um moral theory how they sort of accidentally wrote a song that was like very major key um it, it was accidentally happy so i'm not sure if beg forgiveness was accidentally happy i get the feeling like maybe it was um, but it was like the melody on it was like st- the guitar melody was like straight up like sing songy. Right. It was like nursery rhyme, like it was really major key. It was, it had me laughing. Um, but yeah, this was like r- super charming. Um, I think so. I think this was written and recorded instrumentals by one dude, and then the vocals were recorded by another dude. And I have to imagine, again, the name thing. Mm -hmm. Either these are fake names Mm -hmm. or these have to be young dudes. Naraya Mm -hmm. Cadillac. Dude, I hope that dude's name is really Cadillac Young because that's a sick fucking name. Right. And then... And um, then Noble. Noble did the art. Right. And it looks like uh, Naraya and Noble are perhaps perhaps related because both of their last names are Romero. Have to be, right? Right. Um... Yeah, I kind of loved this. I kind of did like it. I would really like to see this band live, and I unless it's a fucking, don't you goddamn dare make a goddamn CDR of this. Right, 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 right. But if you put out a physical copy of this, mm-hmm. I am snatching that up. One hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of loved this just because like it just. So my primary requirement for not just hardcore and punk, but all things in life is just that they bring me pleasure. And it's right? fun. Yeah, and it's fun, and I have a good time consuming it. So, right. And there are various different reasons. It's because I, in some cases, because uh, the musicianship is all there, and it's fucking hard, and it's hitting all the right notes. This wasn't that, but, like, I was smiling the whole time I listened to yeah. it. I, like, I was having a great time listening to yeah. it. So by that standard alone, this was fucking sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and cer- sometimes there's a certain je ne sais quoi to this kind of stuff. There, Another band might have been doing this, and it wouldn't have caught me, but there was just something that felt felt right about this. Right. As, as you mentioned, it, it felt like it felt like some folks uh, figuring it out in real time, and I'm, I'm here for it. Right. I'm into it. I mean, it, they had the same trick that, like, ooh, full stop. Right. And then pick up in the next spot yeah. twice about the same, in about the same place in both songs, mm-hmm. like two-thirds of the way through. Yep. Um, 
again, they're uh, they're, they're uh, learning how to fly, so to speak. It seems like they're going for bib. Yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. Not arriving there. Maybe accidentally though, because I don't know if that reverb on the vocals was necessarily intentional. I think I think it was because there's a bunch of reverb and delay on the guitar at parts too, and the tags on it like freak and slam yeah. were like in the tags. Like I I think they're definitely going for bib and that kind of stuff because yeah. it's it's like it's super stompy, but it's like purposely obtuse as mm-hmm. well. I think that's what they were going for. Um, and yeah, you guys got a, lot, a, a ways to go before you get there, but in the meantime, I'm still still loving what you're doing. And keep fucking playing. Yeah, for sure. I, I and I really hope that these are young, like young people. Yeah. That would that would make this better. I mean, even if they're 30, whatever. I, I don't care. I still have a good time listening to. Uh, them. But I'll enjoy you for a totally different reason if you're in your 30s. Right. If you're if you're 17, I am laughing with you. Right. If you're in your 30s or older, I am laughing at you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're 17, I'm like fucking amped on this i'm like genuinely amped on this if you're 30 right i'm laughing at you and we're all having a good time and i'm nothing personal but it's 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 definitely laughing right it's a very different thing so prime as long as you're not 30 keep Keep it up up. even if you are 30 go ahead keep it up keep it up um practice harder maybe (laughs) right exactly but yeah if you're 17 18 19 i'm fucking psyched for you you got you guys uh you guys will clearly arrive where you want to arrive uh sooner rather than later so um the, the last thing on the, on the list one? today. Mm-hmm. Well, let's roll the die and see if we get it. <laughs> what happens? Look at that. Have? It's one. Oh, wow. That's fucking perfect. What are the odds? Um, well, I guess the odds are one out of six. That's right. Um, so the last release is Encounter. The Bandcamp is EncounterXXX.Bandcamp.com. The release is called Final Vengeance. It is looks like a five-song EP. The tags are hard rock, metal, hardcore, and noise. They are from Boise, Idaho. There's a lot of disparate stuff in there. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know if a lot of younger bands know what the noise tag really means, uh, because there is, believe it or not, a whole genre of music that is referred to as noise rock. And oftentimes, when I see bands using that tag on Bandcamp, it is not sounding like the Jesus Lizard and Unsane. No, it's not sounding like M Rep stuff. No, it's not. Um, so I guess we'll be the judge of that. Uh, I assume that these folks are, uh, are straight edge because they got three X's in their name or they really like whiskey and booze or porn or porn. Right. Um, there, there are three options that are equally as likely. They could love booze or porn or being straight edge. Well, um, I tell you what, I'm my, uh, my sights are set on track three loyalty oh yeah because the because of the name oh yeah right right are there lyrics for these songs i certainly hope so uh there's only lyrics for one which one the gutter well then let's listen to the gutter all right because i want to know what encounter is all about i do too all right cool guys post post the lyrics for the rest of your song yeah and let well (laughs) we're we're speaking a little bit prematurely because what if we hate this stuff Uh, then i can come back and have a laugh (laughs) well that's kind of what my point is is like if we hate this then if we're we basically asking them to put it up so that we can admonish them more and <laughs> make more fun of them. Sure. Hey, uh, any exposure is good exposure, right? That That is actually true. There you go. Imagine how many times on this podcast we've probably made fun of somebody that 20 other people have heard and said, oh, that's fucking awesome, yeah. and then bought the record. Probably yeah. at least a few times. I hope, I hope that's, hap- that's happened a few times. I'm sure it has. Um, because I have some people that live text me while they're listening to it and, and make their disagreements with our judgments known. Well, they're fucking wrong. Right, of course, yes. Um, so we're going to listen to The Gutter by Encounter. I, I don't know if they want the triple X to be in, included, but I'm going to. 
Uh, so we're going to listen to The Gutter by Encounter XXX off of Final Vengeance. Together hey guys, post the rest of your lyrics, please. Yes. <laughs> that was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. But in a way that I'm like not mad about it at all. Like, like I had a good time listening to that, yeah. honestly. Like, like I was mad about Pawn. Right. I'm not mad about no, this. No, 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 no. I had a great time listening to this, but it's so dumb. It's so dumb, dude. And I really, so I was just saying, the one mistake that you guys made is is by not calling this song Da Gutta, which is uh, the obvious choice. Um, uh, I mean, what what is there to say other than ha 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 ha? <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I I know I know what you guys are going for for sure you know a very specific brand of, of of East Coast hard 90s shit um irate and and stuff like that <clears throat> and uh weird shore style hard stuff you know it doesn't you you you, you didn't get there uh 
the elements are all there, but it it it. it <laughs> It, you created something entirely different, something that brought me great joy, but I'm regrettably not in the way that you probably wanted me to feel joy. You truly are kings of the gutter. <laughs> you are the kings of the gutter, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this was, uh, this was um, good for a laugh. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, so while, while uh, we were, listening to this and I'm reading along we're reading along to the mm-hmm. lyrics you don't know how low I'll go right you know I'll drown to watch you suffer on the mm-hmm. king of the fucking gutter right. obviously meaning it like you know in 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 like a, a battle of like wills right you know what I mean you're you're always gonna be like <clears throat> I'm willing to bring the fucking bazooka to the gunfight sort right. of thing he's a dirty dog which is a really stupid fucking sentiment right yeah, yeah, yeah. like it sure. really is a stupid fucking sentiment like yeah like listen life is short right it's to be enjoyed <laughs> indeed and uh if other people are shitty just let them be shitty dude straight up i i literally just like i just settled a beef tonight before the before recording this and and was actually waxing on, man. Life is short. If there's if you got some petty shit out there, who cares? Yeah. Just crush it. Yeah. Have a good time. Like why? Like why let that shit? Or hang just over your ignore head? it. And, yeah. And or just also like it, right. the juxtaposition of those lyrics with a band that is like Boise Straight Edge. Why are you even Straight Edge if you're writing lyrics like that? Dude, just fucking do a bunch of carfentanil. Right. If right, you right. want to be the king of the fucking gutter and show people how nasty you can be, then truly right. be nasty. Because like, seems to me that if you're straight edge, it's all about taking care of yourself and making smart decisions. And I can tell you one thing, being a king of the gutter is not a smart decision. No, it's a bad call. I'm just reminded of the fact that like, if you're willing to go low mm-hmm. over nothing, right? Like even what you might perceive as a slight, right? Right. Then you're a fucking loser, <laughs> right? Right. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I was thinking about a few years ago when we played with NA in Indy. Mm-hmm. Right? There was that show NA was playing, and our friend put us on that show. Right. Right. And a bunch of fucking skin like Nazis showed up, like actual fucking Nazis. This right. was like what, like six years ago? Yeah, probably. You know, and um. You know, of course, the only reason Nazis ever show up to fucking anything, the only thing, the only reason shitty people ever show up to anything is to cause shit and make everybody else feel as as shitty as they do. Right. Right. That's the only reason they show up. Sure. Because they know no one fucking likes them. Right. Right. They just want to be shit. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, they started shit. And at one point, like, they menaced some friends of ours. And there was this one dude they brought in with him that was like... Fresh out of fucking prison, mm-hmm. he just did a seven-year bid for like shooting attempted a murder. He shot a thirteen-year-old girl in the, like in the fucking back. Yeah, like a black girl outside of like a fucking gas station. Or some right. Shit. I right. mean, the definition of a fucking shitty asshole. The definition right. of a fucking loser. Right. Right. And uh, and you know he started fucking like like this dude. I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bigger than him, but he would legitimately kick the shit out of me oh yeah that dude had nothing to lose because he had nothing to fucking lose right like i might, that's that's the scariest type of person I, sure. I i was a bit more fit than i am now i might be stronger than him sure probably was but i'm not willing to sink to the depths because you know what i got a good life and i like it 100 <laughs> percent. i like my job right i like my records mm-hmm. i like my friends i like a lot of the things i have now i may hate everything right but i like what i have exactly 
I think that's a new. I think that's nuance that's lost on a lot of it people. It is. It is. And so, like, I remember, like, there was a confrontation with these people, and me and this dude were fucking nose to nose. Right. Right. And I mean, he was. I probably had fifty pounds on him, but he was a solid two fifty. Right. And six foot two. Mm-hmm. Right. Linebacker size. Right. Yeah. He's a big boy. And we were nose to nose, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I mean, obviously, this is what's going to happen. And I'm thinking about like, what am I going to have to do because this is the kind of situation where like, if a fight breaks out. Mm-hmm. The the this isn't a shoving fight. No, 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 no. This is like everything goes right. Teeth, you know, eyes, anything goes right, right. And I'm thinking about like what's the best way to like really hurt somebody really badly that I don't fucking like to do, right, and not get killed here, right. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, but yeah, like that's that's the very sentiment that 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 like to me. That's what, like, the whole reason I'm straight edge is not to be a shitty fucking dude that, like, is happy to dwell in the gutter over some stupid shit. Right. I don't fucking smoke and do drugs and, like, drink alcohol precisely because I don't want to be a shitty person that goes into the gutter. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, what a stupid fucking song and what a stupid fucking sentiment. Yeah. And and I, I, I get the feeling that, like, there's a lot of, like, fashion straight edge. Mm-hmm. Where that sentiment is like the one that is like social has social cachet. Sure. You know, look how fucking hard I am. Look at how tough I am. Of course. Yeah. Look at my fucking sleeveless shirt and my fucking mesh jeans. Right. And look at my muscles because I go to the gym. And but don't fucking test me because I'll, I'll I'll do fucking life should you fucking step to me. Right. You know, man, you dudes fucking suck. Yeah, dude. Unless you grew up under a warlord in the fucking Congo. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're from Boise, Idaho. You're not street people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you might be hard. You know what I'm saying? But my point is, you got no reason to be. Right. You might be hard, but you know what? Being hard sucks. Dude, straight up. And I being, was being hard is for fucking losers, dude. Dude, it sucks. I was fucking reflect and I, and don't get me wrong, I've never been a hard dude, but I spent a lot of time in my younger years uh getting a lot of dumb fucking fights. And you know what I have to show for it? Uh, a right nostril that I can't breathe out of. Yeah. That I need to get fucking, that I need to get surgery for. And a bunch of people that don't like me for shit I did a decade ago. Yeah. Because for no reason, because I wanted to fucking act like I was hard, I would fucking, I'll step to fucking anybody. Actually, I'm not sure if you were at this show, but I know so, you or Dan or somebody kept me from getting probably murdered by an off-duty Marine when I was like 20 in South Bend at a show at uh, the Anchor Inn, I think, oh. was the spot there, that I swung on for bumping into me or something. And I hit him, and he looked at me and laughed, which is how you know it's about to be bad. I don't think that was me. This no, I think Dan pulled me back from that. But So I spent a lot of time, at the very least, posturing like I was hard. Hard in the sense that I wouldn't back down from shit. Not hard in the sense that at least 50% of the time I still got my ass beat. But the point is... I'm way happier now that when somebody says, hey, what's up, faggot? I just go, <laughs> cool, man. Cool. All right, cool. Well, have a good day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Who fucking gives a shit? Unless somebody is actually fucking threatening you and yours. If, unless somebody has... Hold on. The ghost is here. Oh, the ghost has arrived back home. Okay. All right. So, so unless somebody is like actually wronged you in a way that... It demands comeuppance, which is incredibly rare. Right. Just chill. That, that's my point. Like, I, I don't understand why dudes want to front like they're fucking hard. Like, you, 
There's no reason to be. There's no reason to be that way. Right. Don't write songs like that unless... Here's the thing. You want to act like you're fucking hard, right? Mm -hmm. But the people that are actually like that really suck, and generally you don't want to be around. Sure. So why would you want to act like that or even look like it? And you know what? I got I got a really I was beefing on some stupid shit earlier this year. I can't remember what. And I was like, I was talking like, man, I see this motherfucker. I gotta smack him because he was fucking running his mouth type shit. And just shit that's hard for me to let go of sometimes because of my background and just because of how how I came up and how my attitude was for a long time during during my youth. That I still get in a mindset sometimes, which is just incredibly stupid. Somebody runs their mouth, and I'm like, oh, I gotta fucking smack him in his face when I see him. And like, no, I fucking don't. And it took uh, Joe Hardcore, who books this as hardcore, saw saw that tweet because uh, we interact very frequently on Twitter. And Joe was a dude who is uh, at one point in his life um, genuinely a very hard fucking dude um, who rolled with a lot of really hard people, and, and they he, all sucked. Probably, or or I'll say at the time, sure. Sure, that's what I mean. And, they all suck. And Joe said to me, man, that shit's not worth it. I spent so much time in that fucking mindset, and now I just fucking chill and let go of shit, and I'm so much fucking happier for it. And that's coming from a dude who was bona fide hard guy. A dude who was featured in an episode of Gangland told me to fucking chill the fuck out because it's not worth it. All of the ex-hard dudes I know are just like happy, well-adjusted adults now who are like, man, that shit was fucking it's stupid. super fucking dumb. That shit is fucking stupid. And it is. Like I said, I've fucking been there, but I was also 23. Right. So, if, so like if you were actually hard, right, right, like dudes in this band, Encounter mm-hmm. XXX, right. if you're actually fucking hard and like writing a song about how you actually are, mm-hmm. you suck. Right, right. Give it right. up. Chill. Fuck off. Right. But if you're not actually like that, then stop writing stupid fucking songs. Right. Either way. Stop being fake. Right. Either way, cut it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. One for your own good, one for our good. <laughs> and please post the lyrics to the rest of your songs so we can have a good laugh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so I think that was the that was the last thing in the queue tonight. I, you know, I'm glad that we ended with Encounter because it was a teachable moment. It was. The um, more you know. The more you know. Exactly. Um, I stop got... fronting. Stop acting like you're hard because you're not. Right, and if you are, you fucking suck. Fuck off. I, I got to, I got to open up the Gray Gordon and Nathan. Uh, well, I don't know if you want to use your last name on this because you're a professional no, man. I am a professional the, man. The, the Gray and Nathan, uh, the Gray and Nathan Better Community uh, Center. That's right. Where we just we open it up to all street youths, right? And uh, and and just try to put you on a better path. That's right. I've been there, and it's not worth it. I'm like. Uh, I'm like the the ex-crypt that opens up a community center in their there own There was a lot of lessons in this. Number one, don't write fucking shitty fucking deathcore songs, mm-hmm. right? A, a, a powerful and important lesson. A very powerful, important lesson. Number two, which goes hand in hand with that, is stay away from that because that is, you know, goes that is basically one step away from new metal, mm-hmm. if not basically the exact same thing. Right. Number three, um... If you have good influences and you have a good plan, mm-hmm. keep working at it because you're going to get there. Right. Right. Number four, have a good sense of humor about your fucking band. Mm-hmm. Make me laugh. Right. Right. And be smart about yourself. And number five, stop being a fucking asshole in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that we got to teach so many lessons this episode. We don't always have an opportunity to um, 
to educate and to better. This, this gave us a, a, a genuine opportunity to better the world around us. And for that, I'm thankful. Uh, so Encounter, thank you for facilitating that. Um, let's, uh, let's, we have two new Patreon subscribers. We just shouted out the rest of them last episode, so we don't need to go through the whole list. Sure. Um, but we just got uh, Brian Cole and Joe Plonky, both uh, subscribed at the $5 tier. Uh, Matt appreciated. Like I said, everybody who gives us money is uh, truly a saint, and it's sick as shit. Um, we're almost to the $150 a month goal. Uh, we're trying to get to a point where we can buy a little bit better gear, um, you know, increase the sound quality. Maybe eventually um, it's been brought up to me that if we don't like the ghost in our recordings, maybe we should record elsewhere. <laughs> right, which I think is a very fair claim because the, the ghost does uh, indeed own the house. Um, <clears throat> if you want to give us $5 or less or more a month, you can do so. It's just uh, patreon.com slash demo listen podcast, I believe. Um, let me uh, let me double double check that because I don't. Yes, it is patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Um, if you subscribe at uh, under five dollars, we'll give you a shout out. If you're at five dollars or over, you get uh, access to the exclusive Patreon only episodes. And if you subscribe at ten dollars above or above, we uh, we're going to make a mixtape for you. And we got some special goodies coming by the end of the year. We do indeed. Uh, we got it in the works. So, uh, so yeah, thanks again to everybody who donates. Um, on that tip, let's go ahead and, uh, and listen to some phone calls. I think that we only have... I think that we only have... Hey, sorry about that. My, uh, the, uh, my computer did the same thing that it did last week, which is when it decided that the audio engine is temporary, temporarily overloaded and just uh, stops working for a second. But we're back up and running. Um, okay, cool. Let's see what we got here. I got a couple missed calls from numbers that didn't actually leave a message, which is a shame. Um, if you call, just, you know, leave a message. Don't just call for no reason. Yeah. Like, fuck, you took the time to call. Maybe it's people called, they got, uh, I don't know, they just got nervous. <coughs> they got, they got, they got scared. Sh- they got shy. Um, <clears throat> so the one message that we have this week is from uh, our friend Michael Davidson. Okay. Who we uh, we play D&D with every sure week. Sure do. So let's uh, let's take a listen to this and see what Mike had to say. Hey, my name is Michael Davison. My full legal address is 1824 St. Joseph Boulevard, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 46805. I just want to say that I really appreciate this as an audio format. Um, I love the sound of the dice falling onto the table or dropping out of the dice tower. It sounds like a 10-pound rock uh, falling onto a plastic table. Um, it's great. It makes for great audio. It's my favorite part. I'm hoping that you guys could find a noisier way to do it, though, because it's not quite noisy enough. Um, I appreciate you using my dice tower and everything to do it, but I actually have, like, this big D20 there that's metal. Um, it weighs, like, uh, I don't know, maybe like a half pound or a third of a pound or something. I think if maybe you tossed it up in the air like three or four feet and then let it fall onto the table, that would be a little bit more pleasing for the ASMR crowd, um, myself included. It's you know, a really good way for me to relax, to hear that relaxing sound of something smashing into a table as I'm listening to an audio-only uh, audio podcast. Um, so, yeah, keep up the great work. High-quality production. Love it. Love the haunted poltergeist-sounding creaky floors. Um, it's great. It really adds to the aesthetic. If you could get PD to like bark every once in a while or something, that would be ideal. Really, really enjoying it. Thanks, guys. Well, I guess, Mike, uh, 
This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at the waveform and it looks deafening. There we go. Um, I hope that we never do what we just did again. That probably blew the whole fucking audio out. Well, Mike, I'll say this about your message. It's probably the first funny thing that you've done in five years, so congrats on that. <laughs> um, it was a little long-winded, minute and a half. We usually ask for messages to be under a minute long. Um, so next time, just wrap it up. Maybe. Yeah, we get it. You like the sound of dice. Maybe workshop your material a little bit more. Um, you know, make it a little bit more succinct. We yeah. don't need all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the idea is funny. Uh, if... if um, anybody wants to f- pull up on Mike, you got his address you now. You know his address. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I wonder if the responsible thing to do would be to bleep that out in post-production. Yeah, why not? You know, maybe, maybe he, he wasn't really considering the potential But you know what? He did step up. He stepped up? Yeah, that's true. He's, <laughs> we were just talking about how it's dumb to, to be hard, and now we're like, well, <laughs> you, you got to fucking well, own your shit, bro. We can send these encounter guys. Hey, encounter, I also live with Mike. Uh, so if you want to come at me, you know where to go. <laughs> you want to get into the gutter. Into the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's all we got this week. Okay. Um, thanks again for to everybody who fucking gives us money, and thanks to everybody who tunes in, listens, hangs out with us, gives us feedback. Um, if you want to submit uh, your band, go ahead and shoot an email to demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. We're also into general feedback, so you can uh, give us a call at the Google Voice number that we have. It is 260-222-8341. Um, beyond that, if you like what we do, um, you know, subscribe, rate, and uh, leave a review on iTunes. It helps. Um, I will say I ask people to do that, and then I'll like look at iTunes and see, like, oh, shit, nobody's fucking giving it a review this week or anything, and I get bummed. I'm just like, man, you know, it takes 30 seconds to do that. Why don't they do it? And then I realize that I've never done it once in my life. For all of the shit that I like and all the times I've heard the content creators who I respect and support be- beseech me to take a mere moment of my day to rate and review their podcast, I never do. And there's no reason. So if you don't do it, I really can't blame you. But I will say I'm trying to hold myself accountable. Um, it's really dumb that I don't do that. So I'm going to try and do it more because it does genuinely help people. So if uh, if you got it in you to do that, cool. If not, you know, keep listening. That's sick, too. I'm not about to start. Yeah, well, it's good on you. At least you're honest. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think that's about all there is, uh, there all, all there is to it. Um, I will say this: We're about to record a really dope Patreon episode. So if you don't give uh, if you don't give money to Patreon, you're missing out on some fucking on some cool content. We're about to listen to some cool ass records here in a minute. So, oh, oh, also, as of uh, yesterday, the day before we recorded this, not the day before it came out, but uh, it was it was uh, Edge Day. So happy Edge. No, it wasn't. Right, right, because you, right, you. No, don't even, don't even, don't, don't perpetuate the fallacy. I just I was just gonna wish a happy Edge Day to all of the proud Edge men, Edge women, and Edge people out there. You you're fucking still crying about the day five dead men stop being fucking straight Edge. <laughs> the guys in New York aren't aren't dead. I'm pretty sure they are. Well, there you go. Um, happy Edge Day. Rest in peace to Ten Yard Fight. May your souls find peace in heaven.